Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. in our body in our what the life of who or did that say supplements or vitamins no I'm sorry that the life of Jesus be made manifest in our body for we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our mortal flesh so that death works in us but life in you But we have the same spirit of faith. He's talking to you too. You have the same spirit of faith. How do we know? Because it's written. Paul said, he says, we have the same spirit of faith. As it is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. You know, you're supposed to speak what you believe. Right? The spirit of faith speaks, but it speaks in the heart of belief. He says... And then he went on to say this. He says, for which cause we're not going to faint. No fainting today. No fainting today. You say, I'm tired. I'm, well, okay. Say the Lord's my strength. I can't go on. That's not a scripture. I can do all things through Christ your strength is me. But you don't know the trouble I'm in. He said, I'll be with you in trouble. You see, I'm walking through the fire. God, actually, God uses fire more than anybody. Hallelujah. Fire works good and evil. There will be a lake of fire. No one should have to go there, but people will. But, but God baptizes in the Holy Ghost and fire. He purifies the fire. He, can, he gets all the... The junk, or as Lexi would say, gets all the junk mess out of your life. The chaff. He burns it up with fire. Fire is a purifier. You know, that's why they do radiation on cancer patients. You know why? One reason why is because cancer can't live in heat. So radiation uh, suffocates cancer. So you ought, to, you ought to want fire. The more fire you got in you, the harder for a disease is to take a home. And if it can stay in you, it's just there's not enough fire in there. No. But now if you're ashamed to say hallelujah or whatever, I mean. I like what Norval Hayes said, you know, that, that, that woman told me at times, she said, I don't believe in that Holy Ghost stuff in t- tongues. He said, don't worry, he won't bother you with it. <laughs> don't worry. Hey, you know, I'll kick your door down. <laughs> You know, this ain't the Marines. He's not going to come in and just, you know. Uh-uh. Now watch here. He says, uh, he says, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is what? He's renewed. Say renewed. renewed. Say I'm being renewed. renewed. Say renew me, Holy Ghost. Renew me. Right now. Renew me. From the inside out. From the outside in. Inside. 
outside. Spirit, Spirit soul, soul, body, be filled. Be, be renewed. I cast out affliction. You're burning up in the fire. You can't stay in me. Can't stay in my life. My home, my family. I'm burning up debt. Death's not being canceled. Death's being burned. Hallelujah. Sickness and disease. You're suffocating. The anointing's choking you to death. Now, Paul went through some stuff. Y'all know that? I mean, you go to Corinthians and you read about the perils this man went through. You know, he'd it, kill a nominal Christian in an hour. He called it light affliction. The word affliction is simply the word pressure. So he said, this pressure is just light, really. He said, but it's just but for a moment, which worketh for us a far more exceeding to turn away to glory. Why we look not to things which are seen, but to things which are not seen. For the things which we see are temporal. It's temporal. Now watch here. He said, but the things which are not seen are eternal. He said, this thing that you're dealing with, this, this pressure, he said, you can't compare it with the eternal weight of glory. The eternal weight of glory. Thank you, Father, for your eternal weight of glory. Thank you, Lord, for your eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I, uh, I want to stand today, and I'll stand. If I need to sit, I'll sit. Hallelujah. I am not a cripple. If he kills me, he'll feel dead himself because I don't kill easy. Hallelujah. Can I get up? That other mic. Excuse me, I'll gain some weight later on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. You can be seated and y'all go to Children's Church if you do right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. All the time. When? All the time. You sure? Say so all the time. God is good. Now, I, I, I want you to turn to, to Galatians chapter 1. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. See, it's good to use your faith. Amen. Use your faith. You can use it. You say, I can't but do this. We'll do that. You say, well, I can't stand. We'll stand for 30 seconds. Amen. Take, take some ground that you lost. Glory to God. Galatians. Let me find it. I'm in Colossians. Glory to God. Galatians. Hallelujah. Glad you're here today. Those of you watching by the broadcast, if you're nearby, you ought to come sometime. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Now, I, I want to read much of this uh, chapter, and if, I don't know if we have the, we have the passion. Let's, let's do the passion on this one right here. Galatians chapter 1. You ready? Chapter, uh, verse 1. 
Starts off with dear friends. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Dear friends, my name's Paul. No, not me. Hallelujah. My name's Eric. But we're reading the Bible right here. Dear friends, my name is Paul, and I have, become, I have been commissioned as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. My apostleship was not granted to me by any council of men, for I was appointed by Jesus. Who? Jesus. Do you know you've been appointed? Yes. You say, well, I'm not in the ministry. You're not? I thought you were in the ministry of reconciliation for sure. Yes. <laughs> well, if you didn't do that, you better, you better get with it. You don't want to meet Jesus and then tell him you weren't in the ministry. Oh, my God. You, you, you'd be going to school for 20 million years. You wouldn't even get to come to, you know, the lake of living water and enjoy some strawberry long cake. Hallelujah. You better find out you're in the ministry. He said, my apostleship was not granted me by a council of men, for I was appointed by Jesus, the anointed one and God the Father who raised him from the dead. I'm joined by all the brothers and sisters who are here with me as I write you this letter, which is to be distributed to the churches throughout the region of central Turkey. I pray over you as a release of the blessings of God, undeserved kindness, and total well-being that flows. Ooh. I pray over you a release of the blessing. Talking to you guys. Of God's undeserved kindness and total well-being. That's flowing from the Father God and from the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the anointed Messiah who offered himself as the sacrifice of our sins. He's taken us out of the evil world system and set us free through our salvation. Just as God desired, all the glory will go to God alone throughout time and eternity. Amen. He says, I'm shocked. Took a lot to shock Paul. Over how quickly you have strayed from the one who called you into the grace of Christ. I'm frankly astounded that you have now embraced a distorted gospel. It's a fake gospel that is simply not true. There's only one gospel. It's the gospel of the Messiah. Yet you have allowed those who mingle law and grace to confuse you with lies. The old covenant and new covenant. The old wineskin and the new wineskin. Anyone who comes to you with a different message than the grace gospel. Oh my gosh. Y'all ready for this? Anyone who comes to you with a different message than the grace gospel that you have received will have the curse of God come upon him. For even if we or an angel appeared before you to give you a different gospel, Paul said, if I or an angel comes with a different gospel, then what we've already proclaimed, God's curse will be upon them. I will make it clear. Anyone, no matter who they are, that brings you a different gospel than the grace gospel that you have received, let them be condemned and let them be cursed. I'm obviously not trying to flatter. Well, I guess not. <laughs> or water down my message to be popular with men. But my supreme passion is to please God. For if all I attempt to do is please God, I would not be the true servant of the Messiah. Wow. Verse 16, I'll jump that, that far. He says, but then God called me by his grace. And in love, he chose me from my birth to be his. God called you before your birth. He knew you before you was born. I don't know how that works, but he does. He knows us before we are. And he called you before you were from birth to be his. 
And he said, God's grace unveiled his son in me so that I would proclaim him to the non-Jewish people of the world. After I had this encounter, I kept it a secret for some time, sharing it with no one. I chose not to run to Jerusalem to try to press those who had been apostles before me. Way to go, Paul. Desert, or how about desert? The Arabian Desert. I ain't had insert for a while, so I'm just kind of wanting to see what it looks good. <laughs> for a season until I returned to Damascus, where I had first encountered Jesus. He said, I remained there three years until I eventually went up to Jerusalem and met the apostle Peter. I stayed with him a couple of weeks so I could get to know him better. The only apostle I met during that time was James, the, the Lord's brother. Everything I'm describing to you, I confess before God is the absolute truth. After my stay in Jerusalem, I went to Syria, the southeast Turkey, but remained unknown to the Jewish believers in Judea. The only thing they know about me was this. Our former enemy, who was Saul, who's now Paul, right? Our former enemy, who once brutally persecuted us, is now preaching the very news of the truth that he was once obsessing and destroying. He's now promoting what he was destroying. Because of the transformation that took place in my life, they praise God even more. Hallelujah. Go to the book of Acts. Glory to God. Let the weak say I'm strong. Thank you, Lord. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm talking to me, and if you need to get it to, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah. I am strong. The Lord is my strength. He is the strength of my life. He is my portion. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts 26. I guess we'll stay with this translation. Verse 6. He says, and now here I am on trial. Now, uh, what's happening is, and I'm breaking into the middle of the story, and I, just for sake of time, uh, sorry we have to do that, but he's, he's, he's before, he's brought up under charges, which he's not responsible for, but they're, they brought him up anyway. So he's before King Agrippa having to give his testimony. And he says, here I am on trial, verse 6, because I believe in the hope of God's promise made to our ancestors. This is the promise of the 12 tribes of the people hope to see fulfilled as they sincerely strive to serve God with prayers night and day. So he tells King Agrippa, he says, see your highness. He said, it's because of this hope that the Jews are accusing me. And how should you judge this matter? Why is it that any of you think it's unbelievable that God raises the dead? He said, I used to think that I should do all this. I think, I used to think that I should do all that was in my power to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Wow, what a testimony. He says, and that's exactly what I did in Jerusalem. I, know, I not only imprisoned many of the holy believers by the authority of the chief priests, I also cast my vote against them. I sentenced them to death. I punished them often in every Jewish meeting and hall, and I attempted by force them to blaspheme. I boiled with rage against them. I was hunting them down in distant foreign cities, and I persecuted them. For that purpose, I went to Damascus with the authority granted to me by the chief priest. While traveling on the road at noon, your highness, I saw a light brighter than the sun flashing from heaven all around me and those who were with me. We all fell to the ground and I heard a voice speaking to me in Aramaic saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You are only hurting yourself when you resist your calling. My calling. He's on the road 
with letters from the chief priest that I can I could persecute more Christians. He says, "You're hurt. Why are you doing this to me? And you're hurting your calling." Mm. I asked. I always thought this was funny because Paul asked a question and answered it. He said, "I asked, who are you, Lord?" <laughs> Well, his name's not Buford. <laughs> He's Lord, right? Yeah. Who are you, Lord? And the, and, and the Lord, not Buford, replied, I'm Jesus. I'm the one you're persecuting. Get up. Stand up on your feet. For I've appeared to you in, to reveal your destiny and to commission you as my assistant. Ooh, I'd like to be the Lord's assistant. Well, you are. Huh? You're, you're more than that. You're the ambassador. You will be a witness to what you have seen and to the things I will reveal whenever I appear to you. I will rescue you from persecution of your own people and from the hostility of other nations that I will send you to. And you will open their eyes to the true condition. Uh, no, one more verse. So that they may turn from darkness to the light and from the power of Satan to the power of God by placing their faith in me. They will receive the total forgiveness of sins and be made holy, taking hold of the inheritance that I give to my children. And he went on and said more to King Agrippa. And King Agrippa was almost so convinced. He said, you know, you, you just about got me this close to being convinced to be a Christian. I hope he got, got over there. But anyway, so didn't say. So the Lord says, why are you persecuting me and you're resisting your calling? You have a call from God. I said, you have a call from God. Now, here's the part we're going to switch gears. Hallelujah. Don't know if it'll take me five minutes or ten minutes. Not only are you called, but you're also qualified. Thank you, though. Three people who believe that. Not only are you called, but you're qualified. Now, if you're looking on the outward, you may think, I'm not qualified. If you're looking at education or credentials, you might say, I'm not qualified. If it's a financial thing, you know... And you're, God wants you to have a, start a business, and you might think, well, I'm not qualified. I can't start a business. I don't have the finance to start a business. I can't go back to school. I'm too old to go back to school. We, I can't do that. I couldn't be, be in the ministry. I can't stand in front and speak to people. Well, I couldn't either. That's the reason I purposely failed three times in high school because I wouldn't do an oral book report. And my grades were low enough. She said, you failed this. And she says, you're, you're looking at summer school. I said, no, I'll be in summer school. Because I, I can't stand talking in front of people. She says, yeah, everybody's going to do it. I said, well, this one ain't. She said, you realize you'll flunk and you'll be in summer school. I says, yes, ma'am, but I heard summer school, you ain't got to do that. So I'll just be here this summer. And I did to get out of oral speaking. I said, because I'm going to work for Alabama Power Company. I'm never going to speak to anyone but some wires and some, some guys in hard hats. I'll never have a microphone in my hand. and I can't sing, so I have no reason to have a microphone in my hand the rest of my life. Ever. <laughs> Joke's on me, wasn't it? And someone told me, he said, well, you, you, you do work for the power company. I said, I, I do, don't I? Amen. Don't turn there, but Colossians 1, 12, and the NIV says, Giving thanks unto the Father who hath qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. So who, who qualified you? The Father. 
Well, let me check that. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you. Oh, 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 oh. He, he, he's already done this. He doesn't call you because you're qualified. He calls you, then qualifies you. Amen. You don't, you don't start out in the finish line. You don't go, you say, I want to be a dentist or a doctor, which I guess takes around eight years, right? And then your first week in school, you get a cap and gown, graduate, and then work your way backwards, right? So whatever the call is, it's got to be qualified. Now, you're already qualified, but you may not be ready for, you know, you might be like Paul in the desert for a while talking to nobody. That, that's part of the plan. Until God's ready, he'll hide you out. George Meyer said, I couldn't, I couldn't pay people to come to my meetings. She said, we tried a few times, but we didn't have enough money. She said, the most people I could ever get to my meetings, she said, was 75 people. And I said, what, in your first year? She said, no, 16 years later. She said, these are the same notes I used then. Really? George Meyer? Yeah, she said, 16 years we rode around in a station wagon. You know, the old, well, some of y'all wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, had the wood panels on the outside of it. Uglier than two sins. Hallelujah. <laughs> some guy with a nightmare woke up and designed that sucker and put wood on the outside of a car. <laughs> she said, yeah, we drove around that and I preached these messages. And then she said, we made tapes. After the meeting in the hotel room, cassette tapes. And then she says, me and Dave, you know, she says, I study, I preach, I see the people. Then we had, we had to run our own tapes and do the duplication. Then have to, oh, we used to have those machines. And you have to stick them to the tape and you hope you got them on straight. Amen. Because if you didn't, you know, you could you'll mess it up. Then you can't afford to mess up a cassette tape because that's 30 more cents to get one of those. After 16 and a half years... George Meyer said, the Lord told her one day, he says, now you're ready to go on television. Why is she sticking labels on cassette tapes after she's preached it and after she's duplicating her own tapes because she has no staff? He says, now you're ready to preach to the world and go on television. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, see, if there was a thousand people, two thousand people sitting in the room, you could, you could say, oh, I could see that. Hmm? But did, did you know that you could be born with a genius IQ, but you don't look too genius when you're three months old? I don't care if you have a genius IQ, you're still going, nah, 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 boo, boo, and filling up diapers. Right? There's just no genius there. But I learned this quite some time ago, and I think Mark Hankins said it best. He said, if, if the, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of all wisdom, and if you listen to he said, he's a genius. He said, so if you'll listen to a genius, you can look quite like a genius yourself. He said, of course, if you don't listen to him, well, <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. Right? So, your call, let's, let's swap gears here. So your call if you're, if you're serious about it, it's going to be challenged. Anybody got any challenges in their life, their family? 
Am I in the right crowd? Your finances, your health, your marriage, your children. Hmm? Now, am, am I even on the right planet? Does anyone even know what I'm talking about? You say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm worried. Well, well, there's no need to be. Because Matthew 6 said, if you worry, you don't get any taller. Matter of fact, if you, you'll get shorter. Because you'll begin to walk over like this. Depression, you start going like this. And you shrink. I've grown an inch and almost a quarter just being stretched. <laughs> going to see. <laughs> stretching your spine. And so I told him again that day, he says, he says, he says, well, now we got, we got to put in your weight. And I said, well, now it's this and do that. And, and then we're going to put these pads on you and the electrical shock and all that. And you just tell me how much of that you can handle in shock. And I said, okay. And, uh, and he says, uh, all right. He says, I said, that's more, 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 more. Whoop, 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 whoop. I said, I'm shocking. He said, how long? I said, 15 minutes. I said, I just don't want to. I said, I like the machine. Because it's traction, I says, uh, and it's making me taller. I said, but don't let me get over six three today. <laughs> and I don't want all of it in my neck. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You ever want to be taller or shorter? I don't know. Yeah, taller. Hallelujah. Praise God. So who thought at fifty seven you start getting taller? Glory to God. All right, so this call, just like Paul's, is going to be challenged. Say challenged. challenged. Say faith is always challenged. Faith is always challenged. How do we know that? Well, we know it from Jesus. He was in the wilderness how many days? Forty days, forty nights. And who was he challenged by? Satan himself. <clears throat> I don't know if you ever thought about this. Not one time did he ever tell Satan to leave him. Why would Satan have to leave? It's his home. Satan's not in hell. Certainly not in heaven. So he's in the atmosphere and the earth above the earth. So where's he going to go? So he had a right to be there. That's where God cast him out. So he came to Christ. Well, I don't want to get into that thing other than the fact that Jesus never one time told him to go away. You ever thought about it? Read that story. All he told him was... Everything that you're talking to me, let me tell you what it's written. Amen. And it is written, invited Satan to leave. Amen. Not Jesus saying, I command you to leave me. He, didn't, he never commanded him to leave you. He just kept on telling you what was written. And Satan said, There's the, I, I just have to come back for another day. He, he came back for another opportunity later on. You say, well, I've been casting the spirit out and it's still harassing me. Well, just read the word to him. You don't have to cast him out. Just, you know, just say, I bind you to that chair while I read the Bible to you. Amen. So Satan, I'm going to, I bind you to this chair. And now I'm going to read scripture to you. Hmm? See, because you're being persecuted. And, and your family's being persecuted. And it's taking all your focus away. Whatever you focus on is going to get bigger. The more attention you give it, the bigger it's going to get. Whatever you worry is getting bigger. 
That's what, seed, that's what a seed does, right? Put a seed in the ground. Mark 4 said, and put in the ground, it's watered, right? You go to sleep, night and day it grows. One day you wake up, you see a little green sprout. Right? Because seeds grow. What, you, what, what you're supposed to do is, is meditate the Word. See, you say, well, I, I'm not good at meditating. Yeah, you are. Because, you, because you're a word class, you, you, you're, you're, if you're a worrier, you're a meditator. Amen. Everyone who worries about, if you're worried about something, you're meditating. You're just meditating the problem. If that problem is so big in your life, you're constantly meditating on, on the problem instead of the answer. And some people have a, have a problem for every answer and every solution you give them. Well, I tried that. Well, I tried that. Used to get that counseling a whole lot. And I just like, well, there's nothing not to talk about. Or oh, oh, I know that. Or oh, I know that. Or oh, I know that. Well, it doesn't mean that you mastered it. Doesn't mean that you know how to, you know, to, uh, to walk in it and make it work for you. I mean, I know, a, I know a car needs a generator and a, do we still have fuel pumps? I don't even know. I guess we do. <laughs> There's so much change. I don't even know what we got anymore. I know that, but I don't think you want me changing yours, not me. First, you'd have to show me where is that. So you, you don't want me doing it, right? I know planes don't fly themselves. I know you can put them on autopilot, but, but the guy needs to be in there sometime to take off, so, right? So but I know that it needs a pilot, but you don't want me to fly you. You don't want me to take you off or land you. I mean, unless you we're all just looking to die or something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's going to be challenged. Stay challenged. Know your call is going to be challenged anyway. Know your faith is going to be challenged. Don't get upset by that. Say, say everything's, everything's working against me. That, that's right, because that means you're a threat. Threats are challenged. The greater the threat, the greater the challenge. Pretty much usually what's, what's buffeting you right now is probably, not always, but probably is the call in your life. Right? Because Satan doesn't know everything, but he knows enough that i got to stop this because this is going to turn into this. i got to get him or off of his feet. i got to get him out of this because they're headed to this, and the seed's going to be too big, and it's going to be a green, and it's going to be that parable sower thing, and then, he says, then, he's gonna, then she's going to kick my rear end. And he says, i gotta get, I got I to deal with her now. So make everything in her life, and make everything in their life, everything, just go to work on them. Get their focus off of this. Get them on that. Hallelujah. Now I finally come to the right crowd. Now you know what I'm talking about. Huh? Praise God. So you got to be, the, the Bible says, uh, let me read one more verse. Acts chapter 4. Acts 4. Glory to God. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Are you? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Himself, Jesus, took mine furnace and he bore my sickness and he bore my pain. What he bore, I need not bear. 
If he did it, no me, no me falling behind him. Right? I mean, when you pay your car off, do you just send more payments because you say just don't feel right not paying y'all? <laughs> Someone pays your house off and say, I just don't seem right because for 15 years I've been making this, so I just feel it wouldn't feel right if I didn't send you this another $1,000. You say, man, you, you're crazy. Well, that would be crazy, right? Well, if he took my pain and he took my grief and he took my sorrow and he, he bore it, why should I bear it? If he became guilty so I could become not guilty, then why do I want to serve some type of sentence? I mean, if you're in jail and they say you are free to go, get out. Yes. Don't argue with them. Amen. If Chase tells you and you don't understand why, well, you, we, you don't know us anything. It's paid in full. You might say, you could ask some questions. When do you show it's paid in full? Do you show how it was? And they say, I don't know, just paid in full. I ain't going to argue with them. Hallelujah. Amen. It's called signs and wonders. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. You ought to start believing in signs and wonders. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be awesome if the Bible was true? <laughs> and you could just look around for promises and believe and get it. Wouldn't that be good, cool if the Bible was true? I mean, if, if it was true, as if Chick-fil-A, that you went through there and said, I'll have combo four, and, it, you know, and there's a picture of it. Right? Whatever combo four is. And that's what you want. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be just awesome if, if there really was such a thing as that picture when you drove around and gave me money? You say, what are you talking about? There? It is that. Amen. Well, why don't you believe that strongly about this book? That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I mean, God just ain't doing that. Well, when do you think he is going to do it? Amen. When do you think God will be God? When's God going to grow into God? How long is it going to take God to grow up? Well, we don't think God needs to be grown up. Well, I wonder where the problem's at. Is, is God having problems in heaven? Is God sad? You think the Lord's taking depression, depression medicine? You think he's got a blood pressure cup on, uh, cup on making sure he, you know, he's got, because he said for you to cast all your care upon him, that means he has all your problems. And you're just one person out of about 8 billion people on the planet, and at least half of them know him, so they're all talking to him. And the ones who don't even know, they said, if you do exist, would you listen to this? So he has all those problems. Yeah. How has he not shot himself already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking sometimes just this has been enough to consume his day. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I, did I tell you I'm strong in the Lord and the power is mine? I can do all things through Christ strengthens me. Did I tell you that God is not a man that he should lie? Amen. And the devil's a liar? Amen. That I'm created in his image just like you are? Yes. And God's a creative being? Yes. And all he does is create. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you just speak that which needs to be created. That's right. Hallelujah. Do you know heaven is just full of parts? Yes. There's a place in, uh, we went years ago, you want to go, it was on the Today Show. And it was talking about the unclaimed baggage store in Scottsboro. Anyone ever been there? Big thrift store. It's just airlines who people leave stuff on planes and they never come back and get it, so they don't know what to do with it. So it shows up in Scottsboro, Alabama. And I have an aunt who is in heaven now, but she, uh, we went there one day and looked around, and it's just unclaimed. 
And so they, they got some you know, nice stuff and they got some junk. But you know, it's, they got some classy stuff and people leaving London fog jackets and some Gucci purses. I don't know if that means, uh, is that a brand? Yes. Or, you know, we used to say, man, that's Gucci. <laughs> so I didn't know if it was Gucci or a brand. I don't, you know, I'm not up with stuff like that. How do we, so we, so heaven's, heaven's got this stuff that's unclaimed. That they just can't get no one to claim it. There's a, there's a warehouse in heaven with parts. Has elbows and has, you know, knees and has eyes and eardrums and has hearts and has kidneys. And, and, it, and, and angels are just waiting for you to get serious about it and believe. And, and, and so they can start transporting. I know I've laid hands on people through the years many times and they got creative miracles in minutes. For parts that wasn't there or parts that was completely damaged. And we just watched God put them in. It's like, wow, that's amazing. And then they all wanted me to pray for this, that, and the other. Well, just because God used me to touch them. I mean, I, I, well, Matt, you, I mean, the girl, I mean, y'all heard about it too many times, but the girl, you know, with the new knees, she was there. I mean, do you think I made knees somewhere? I mean, I, I, mean, I didn't have none in my coat pocket or in my Bible. I mean, I, I graduated from Chump County High School. Barely. <laughs> Not because I was dumb. I just wasn't, in, I wasn't interested. She said, you don't have no, you, they told me, she said, you don't have no interest in anything. I said, that's wrong. I like girls. <laughs> Boy, do I like girls. <laughs> so that, that's wrong. I, I, I just not interested in what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I like lunch. P.E. is okay. I like the girls. Then I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> it's terrible. Amen. So don't let me encourage your kids about school. No, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm a good one to do that. Boy, I'd do, I'd, I'd do it completely different if I, if I was going back. So I've been in school ever since. A amen. I've read more in the last 25 years than most people who went to school to teach. I was just in the wrong school. Now, I needed to go there because, you know, if they said go to Second John, I'd say, what second? Well, you don't know until you know what first is. Right? See, I, I needed to go to school. Did I tell you I'm strong in the Lord and power is mine? Did you know that Jesus took your infirmities and bore your sickness? Hallelujah. Did you know whatever you tolerate will dominate? Whatever you give into will take over? Praise God. We okay? Hallelujah. Well, I think I'm about through. You can't let people out early. That's wrong or something. I don't know, I don't know what you do. You don't do that, do you? I asked a pastor that one time. I said, you can't let people out early. He says, well, did you get the offering? I said, oh, man. This, he, he says, well, don't let them out if you get the offering. He says, you got to pay the light bill next week. I said, well, no, we're not going there. Hallelujah. Amen. That's being called bought with a price. Hallelujah. Now, uh, what I'd ask you to go to Acts chapter 4. Uh, let's break into this story. This is Peter and John who in Acts 3 had, you know, the man at the gate beautiful. Got him healed. Then they got in trouble for it. 
and they're brought before the magistrates and they end up, you know, taking a beating. Then they came back to their own company and they were excited that they got to suffer persecution for the name of Jesus. You ever met anybody who's thankful because they got beat? Put us in prison and beat us with whips. Hallelujah. Let's do that again tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Told you I didn't want a microphone in my hand. <laughs> so in Acts chapter 4, it said when they got back to their own company, you know, they, they began to say this and they threatened us. And we won't read all that, but I think what I, what I want to get to is verse 29. He says, so now, Lord, this is, you, you know what happened and you know what they told us not to do. You know how they threatened us. But now, Lord, behold, their threatenings and grant them to thy service that with all boldness we may speak your word. What did they ask for? Did they ask for healing for their wounds? Did they ask that they would never get beat again? Did they ask that they would never run into trouble? Did they ask that the devil would just go away and die? What did they ask for? Well, boldness is what got them in trouble. I guess. Right? So they said, Lord, oh, glory to God. Behold their threatenings and grant unto your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching forth your hands to heal with signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Holy Child Jesus. And when they had what? Prayed the place where they were shaken. The place was shaken. Now, not them, but the, the building was shaking. Hadn't been to a service like that, have you? Now, if you live in California, you said, no, I'm not talking about an earthquake. I'm talking about they, they prayed and they're in unity. These people will have fire about them and it shakes the building. Amen. You ready for days like that? You sure? I believe most Christians would fill up their huggies if that happened. Hallelujah. But I don't, I don't know. But this is what actually happened. This is in the Bible. Man, if the Bible was just true. It would be a great story if that, was just, if that had actually happened. Just think how great that would have been. Woo. Mm. Glory to God. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They're filled with who? Well, that's confusing to me. Because I just read a few days before that Acts, two, Acts chapter 2, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Huh. Why, why, why were they filled with the Holy Ghost? Because they, just a few days before that, they were filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, wasn't they? Remember when the Holy Ghost coming on 120 of them? Cloven tongues is fire. They all spoke with tongues. Right? Huge event. Well, we go a few days later, and here they are being filled with the Holy Ghost. What happened? See, there's, there's being filled with the Holy Ghost, that initial feeling with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but tongues is not the power. Tongues is the evidence. Yes. I, know some I know some mean tongue talkers. You ever met any of them? Oh, yeah. So tongues is not the formula. It's the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Now, you already had the Holy Ghost if you're born again, but I'm talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about unto salvation, same Holy Ghost, but a subsequent experience to that is being filled with the Holy Ghost and it will have the evidence of speaking in tongues. But tongues itself is not the power, it's just the evidence. 
of the inward power. Because yes. you can meet some mean folks who talk in tongues. Oh, yeah. I've met some people on 65 who I know had bumper stickers on the back, on, on the back end about the fish and, and God's this like that and all that kind of stuff. And you cut them off by mistake or something happened. And they, and they with their hand, they said, you number one, man. You number one. I've been cussed out by tongue talkers. I never got cussed out really until I got into the ministry. The ministry is the first place that a woman ever spit in my face in my office and said, the Lord said, do this. Now, she's fortunate because she's a woman because I wasn't but two years old pastoring and I didn't have the character and the restraint that I have now. I believe I got now. But anyway, <laughs> and I said, now look here. You're about 60 years old. Because she said, she says, well, take this. And she spit in my face. And she said, the Lord said, do that. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, you better get out of my office because the Lord's talking to me right now. <laughs> I did. I, I, I shouldn't have done it. I mean, I was only 33 years old. I said, the, the Lord's talking to me. And I'm fixed to give you some of the five-fold ministry. <laughs> woman or no woman. I can't get permission, but I'll have to get forgiveness on the back end. I said, if I was you, I'd run. And she stepped out. Amen. Well, she's mad because I didn't want to spend time with her. Time with her. And I was so slow to realize what she was talking to me about. I mean, I, I was absolutely acluistic, which is not a word if you try to look it up. <laughs> if you go to the dictionary and look up acluistic, it's not there, so you're kind of that. You're kind of, if you start looking for the word. Anyway, I just, she was, she said, well, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a lonely person, and you're, you're, you're my high priest. I said, I'm not, well, I'm not your high priest. She said, oh, yeah, you're my high priest. I said, I'm not your high priest. She said, the Lord said you would comfort me. So I'm looking for a scripture. She wasn't looking for no scripture. <laughs> I am, absolutely have no idea what this woman's doing. But when I felt transfer a hand to the upper thigh, I said, uh-oh, <laughs> that kind of lonely. And so when I gave her about two seconds to get out, she spit it in my face right between my eyes. Now that's the devil. Now, it wasn't no temptation, I'll just tell you. You know, I'm 33, she's 60-something years old. So I thought, I told the devil, I said, look, if you want me to fall for that, you're going to have to do, you're going to do a lot better. I mean, you know, you, if you think I'm, I said, you'd have done better with just too much chocolate cake or something. I said, because that ain't going to do it right there. So about a month later, he sent someone else in and she was, uh, she was a nice looking lady. And uh, this was in our other building, and she just caught me on a Sunday night. My, my office had a hallway to the back that went straight into the sanctuary, and she just caught me back there, and she'd been coming three or four times. She was a, a, a guest of someone in the church who's in this church, who's in this service right now, and you invited her, but you've never known this because I, I won't tell you who you are now. And she just met me in the back hall. She was in the church. She said, hello, Pastor West. I said, hi. I said, good to see you tonight. She said, I want to tell you something real quick before people get in here. I said, what is it? She says, I ain't never been with a preacher. I said, well, I'm glad. Said, I'm slow. I'm slow. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, we're, we're in the building. You're here. I said, oh, you haven't been going to church? She says, no, I mean, I hadn't 
been intimate with a preacher. I'm still slow. I said, well, I'm thinking she needs intimate. like she needs some kind of counselor. She says, you don't get it. She says, I've never slept in a bed with a preacher. And I said, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> so the Lord came down about three decades. I mean, the devil brought it down from 60-something to about 30. Right? Now, I'm still not tempted. I'm shocked. I just never had no one do this. I mean, you can go down the wrong side of Birmingham and don't know what you do. You can get asked that. But I, I mean, I, I'm at my office door. She said, I just want to know what it's like to be with the preacher. She said, so I'm just asking you. She said, I don't love you. You don't need to love me. I ain't telling nobody. You tell nobody. She said, it's just, it's just going to be what it is, and I'll never say nothing. She said, do you want to sleep with me? I said, woman, I ain't tired. I ain't sleepy. She said, well, I said, I'm not sleepy. She said, well, are you sure? I said, well, I'll tell you what. You know my wife? I said, go in and ask her and clear it with her. And if she says something, we'll talk about it. I never saw the woman ever again. But he tried me. And she wasn't ugly. Huh? And maybe no one would have ever known about it. But God would have known about it. And I would have known about it. And if my wife found about it, I would have died anyway. I heard a guy say, well, I'm not going to go to hell for 40 minutes of pleasure. He just watched it 40 minutes. <laughs> I said, hey, I'll get off that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Moving right along. There's healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and get you some right now. Father, we just receive the life and your healing and your strength and your power. Thank you for the glory. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your manifested presence. Thank you, Lord, for your manifested presence. Thank you, Lord, that you're creating, you're healing, you're fixing, you're restoring, you're making new right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he said they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? But are you sure? I, 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 now, watch here. Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Yes, Lord. Are you sure? How many people you got saved this week? How many people you... Uh, hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. How many people you got filled with the Holy Ghost this week, this month, this year? How many people you gave your testimony to? Because you find out and ask what they did when they got filled with the Holy Ghost. They couldn't be quiet. They couldn't help but tell even after being beaten. Yes. See, the world, culture, society, the news, just life. See, some of your fights is not even what you did. It's just people that you're connected to. Right? I mean, there's people who's connected to you, maybe by family, who's made decisions about their life, and, and they never asked you for your vote. They just went and did it. And because of your connection of family, you're, you're brought into that situation. Right? I mean, if you're in a foxhole and your buddy pulls the, the pin on the hand grenade, you didn't do it. The problem is you're in the same hole he's in. So we've got to have something happen quick. Right? 
And if you get blown up or killed, you didn't do it, but you just because you was there. Joshua and Caleb had to go around the wilderness, not because of what they did wrong, but their assignment was to about two and a half million pinheads. Right? Who wouldn't believe God and trust God. And so they couldn't leave their assignment, so they just had to go around 40 years with a bunch of thumb-sucking pinheads. Amen? Until they died off. So sometimes who you with will cost you. Glory to God. So, they had to be filled. And they had to be filled. And they had to be filled. And they had to be filled. Well, how do, how do you get filled? Well, I don't, Pastor, I don't have time to do all this filling. I don't have time like you. Well, you may not have it, but it don't take long to get filled. I found that I can get filled in the morning from the, from the, from the, uh, the bedroom to the bathroom. Or from the bedroom to the coffee machine. You said, how do you do that? I said, Father, thank you for your grace for this day. Thank you for your mercy for this day. Thank you for your love for this day. Holy Ghost, I need you. I can't do anything without you. I got to have your power. I got to have your love. I got to have your counsel. I got to have your wisdom. I got to have your might. I got to have everything. I am nothing without you, but I know I'm not without you. But without you, I'm nothing. I absolutely need you. I need everything about you for this day to succeed. And I'm trusting you. Feel me. Feel me. Now, now what, what is a believer supposed to do? Believe they what? So, uh, so I believe I'm filled. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe I'm filled. Now, can, can you do that? But if you're not doing that, you're not filled. The problem is, you are where you are when the attack comes. And you may think that you're stronger than what you are. It's just because you haven't been attacked. I thought in my early 30s that I just had a whole, whole grip on healing, but I didn't. I was just 30. In other words, you know, the older you get, you'll have more challenges with your body. You say, well, that's a bad confession. I, I know. But the, the Bible says that the body decays day by day, but the spirit's renewed day by day. So because of sin, the body gets older, so we have to do things naturally. But our biggest thing is what we're doing spiritually, Amen. right? Because Jesus didn't come back, you know, we were talking about this yesterday at the house. And obviously I'm doing some things for nutrition and needed to. She should have already done it, and I am doing that. But, but it's not the big end of the deal. Jesus didn't come back from hell with, a, with the keys of, uh, of death, hell, and nutrition. And, I'm, and, and you need proper nutrition. Your body needs that. I mean, and, and the Lord told me, he says, that's part of your problem. He says, you, you say you love me and, and you love the word and all that and spirit soul. And he says, you have disrespected your body. And I've been talking to you about it for 20 years. And it's going to be a process now because you have not respected your body. He said, it is the temple of the Holy Spirit and you've given very little respect to it. Yeah. Amen. So I, I, I didn't even know an apple was that sweet. I mean, what, I mean you know, because there was a little Debbie next to it. <laughs> and you do enough little Debbies, you turn into Big Debbie. <laughs> you know, let's just be honest. How many prefer a, a little Debbie over a tangerine from the flesh side of life? Right? And, and I like fruit, and I like almost all vegetables. But I like some ice cream. Y'all probably heard about that one time. 
And I like some sweets. Praise the Lord. But then what your body throws off in its 20s and 30s, when it gets about 40, so we, 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 look, you know, we, we can't lift as much as we used to. So your body will start talking to you. Amen. I woke up one night. Actually, how I woke up is my body woke me up. And my blood pressure, which has never been a problem, it was 193 over 100 something. And I felt my blood pressure in my brain. And I thought, uh, you know, I just know no one who ever had a problem. So I guess if you had a lot of problems, maybe you're not as, you think, well, I'll just do this. Well, you never had that. I'm thinking, see, I'm going somewhere. Cause, and I know Donald Job General ain't open and the pig is closed. So I went, you know, to the, the hospital emergency room. Well, all they do is put out a fire. They don't fix nothing. Now take this, take this. Oh, it went down. But that ain't, that ain't why it went up. See what I'm saying? So I've, we, I've been addressing what causes it to go up. Right. Well, now with, uh, I, I'm not on any kind of medication, vitamins or supplements. And just because of taking 42 pounds off, my blood pressure by any time of the day is 114, 116 over about 70 or 72. My pulse is a little bit low because I'm not doing much activity. So it stays in the 50s, but if I, I get home from just doing this, which is more than, this is by faith I'm doing this. You say, you don't feel nothing? No, I feel a lot of stuff. Oh, I feel some stuff. But what I believe is, is stronger than, what I believe in my heart is not changing what I feel in my body. I, I'm just saying, you, you, you don't own me, and you don't own my body, and you didn't pay the price for this body. And you were not my Lord. This is just a little sass back in the face. You see what I'm saying? Amen. And, I, and I'm being transparent telling you this because you need to know if it works this way for me, it'll work this way for you. So if you don't stay filled, you'll come to a day where he'll pick his opportune moment for you and there'll be an attack of some type. Now listen to this. This is what the Holy Ghost said yesterday. He said that you'll lose that day because you're not filled. And he said a part-time Christian never beats a full-time devil. A half-field Christian or a third-field Christian never beats a full-time devil. So you ought to stay full of the Word. Right? You ought to drink of the, of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How do you do that? Well, I, 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 I practice His presence. See, I believe He's in me. But I also believe he's here. Yeah. And I also know he's in you. Yeah, and the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, the more his presence becomes real to me. Yes, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, you know, one doctor said, well, these, these nerves are all dying in your feet. And it'll go from your feet all the way up to your body. And I thought, well, that's a lie. So I, I just lay in bed and I look at my toes. And I'll, and I'll tell my toes to move. Because this is the command center. Now I'm feeling all kinds of problems here, you understand? Burning, numbness. That's what neuropathy is. Destroys your nerves, starts in your feet, and goes, claims your whole body, if it can. But I can, my brain can tell my toes to move, and they still move. Now what moves them? 
You can't move, you can't move or you can't move any organ in your body without nerves. Right? A dead nerve a dead nerve didn't move a, a toe. Right? Amen. That's right. So you have to, uh, Oral Roberts wrote a book years ago called uh, Attack Your Lack. You only ever read that book years ago. Awesome little book. I don't even know if you can get it. And that's what you have to do is when these situations come, you have to attack them. Don't, don't let them get six months ahead of you. Attack them. You say, well, I know there's a snake in the house and I think it's venomous, but I'll wait till there's more of them than I'll deal with it. Really? You wait till there's more of them? You better not let the word get out because they'll invite their friends. Right? So you, you get rid of it. You jump on it right then. And, and then you resist it right then. Say, I resist you. No, 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 no. I, I resist you. I, I command you to leave. You cannot live in me. You cannot live in my body. You're not doing this in my home. You're not doing this in my children. And then you back it up with a scripture. Huh? A lot of it's just we, we're just too lackadaisical. We come to God when everything goes wrong. Israel did the same thing. When everything was wrong, you couldn't get them to church. When everything was right, what's church? That's Easter and Christmas. When everything's wrong, that's when we show up. 9 11, the same thing happened. The United States attacked, shocked the world. Churches were full. Why? Because they were afraid. We can't, we can't believe we've been attacked by terrorists in our home country. Churches is full. After about two months, they forgot about all that. A part-time Christian is never going to be the full-time devil. Hmm? You say, I have power over him. No, no, you don't. Hmm? I, I can get a job at the gym to sweep and clean the floors. Does that make me as strong as... And as well fit as people come to work out every day? No. But, but I'm in the gym every day, Ralph, cleaning the floors. But I'm in the gym. Well, this is where Christians hang out. They're all strong. Oh, dear God. You think? No, they're not. Hmm? This is where Christians hang out. So if, so if I'm a Christian, I'm a member of the church, and I give, I'm strong. No, you don't. Uh, what I'm saying is, if you don't eat, you could die inside of Winn-Dixie. If you go to Publix you, and you won't eat, you could die in Publix if they let you, right? We're shopping and death is a pleasure. Because you won't eat. Right? It, the Bible told you to stay filled. He didn't say he would feed you. He said, you, you stay filled. See, you're, you're, you're no stronger in the word than you are in your, in your relationship with him right now. What's your personal relationship with the Lord outside the Bible? Because your, your relationship with him is, is, no, is no better, no stronger than it is with the word. See, all this these book of Acts that they say the whole church has to get back to, they did all that. They had no word. They didn't have the book of Acts. It was being written because of what they were doing. It's really the acts of the Holy Ghost through the apostles and disciples, right? But they didn't have this. So they had a keen sense of the Holy Ghost and what he was saying and what he was doing, and they were staying in the field. 
And out of that came this. What we have is this, and we don't have that. But Paul, Paul, uh, Peter had to get up and explain that this is that. He had to go back to Joel's writing and say, this is because of what was said about that back in the book of Joel, and this is the outpouring of that. This is that. This is that. So if you, if you keep the pressure on and play offense to the defense, one day the enemy will say, it's just, it ain't worth our time here. The odds are going way down. But they will. I, 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 I promise you they will. How long is it going to take? I, I don't know. I, I just got to keep you in the battle until it does. I like instant delivery. Believe me, I'd have got it myself. Right? And I've had it instant. I love it. Amen. Right? If, if, if you're hungry and your wife says, are you hungry? Yes. And you're real hungry. And she says, well, uh, I could... I could go get you something back in 10 minutes or I have this really good meal ready in four hours. I'm saying, you, you ain't in the car already? I mean, <laughs> I'm hungry now. I mean, uh, but what, what am I turning down? Can I have that later on too? Yes. See what I'm saying? So you have to stay filled. Because what you're filled with is what you fight with. That's right. So it's all you have to fight with is what you're filled with. And when I'm empty, it's, it's about me. When you're empty of him, you're not thinking about nobody else's problem. You're thinking about your problem. You're not noticing people who's lost. You're not noticing people who's sick. You're not noticing people who's walking around and you know that they're in pain because you're thinking about you because you're empty. But when you're filled, you get you off yourself and you start seeing people around you and their situations. And you know that you have something in you like Peter and John knew they had in Acts chapter 3. When they came to the gate, beautiful, the man was sitting there begging, which was his job. And he says, look on us. We got something. He said, we don't have silver and gold, but such I have, I can give you in the name of Jesus. I command you to rise up and walk. Yes. He says, such as I have, I can give it. Amen. You cannot give something you do not have. Do you think there's much odds I could receive a $10 million offering here this morning amongst us? Think, don't, 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 don't go there. Just do you, What's the odds there's $10 million in the room? You know you, don't you? I know, oh, oh, let me tell you, ain't much of that coming from me. Right? So I can command all day long, Right? I could ask all day long, and even though you might have a given and one heart, but if you don't have it, you're not going to give it, right? But Peter and John says, we have something that we can give. Amen. You're asking for something that we, we don't have with us, but what we do have, we can give, and it will change for what you're asking. You're asking for money to live because you're a beggar and you're crippled. But what we can do is change your whole life that you're no longer crippled and you'll no longer be a beggar. We're going, about to, we're going to change your whole occupation in about three seconds. Such as I have, I give. Do you know what you have? Do you know what Paul said? This is why I was separated from my mother's womb to do. What was you separated from? What was you called from your mother's womb to do? Where are you on the road that? But are you filled today? Or are we just saying, well, we got the Holy Ghost? Really? Because if there was a meter, and we could put it on people's, 
I bet you they're like, well, it's in there somewhere. They said they, said they feel. Well, Margaret, I can't find nothing in there. Well, it leaked. It leaketh. Right? You, you ever had a tire go down? Find out you later on it had a small nail or something in it? Maybe just a slow leak. But what was causing it to go out? Whatever had penetrated through it. What's penetrated you? What's got into your life? What's, what's, what's putting its, its sticker in you that you're kind of leaking out all the time? And now you're, dispre you're depressed and you're discouraged and all these problems are happening. It's because you're leaking. Right? And you need, to, you need someone like me to plug you this morning. I'm Holy Ghost plugging you. You say, I don't want to be plugged. All right, I'll jerk you off and put a patch from the inside. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we do PRPs. We, do yeah. we, we, we plug and patch. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Then we've got to rough you up a little bit. <laughs> we've got to use some of those tactics that, that, that President Bush used on terrorists where they uh, help them get a drink of water more than they want. What do they call that? Waterboarding. I think most Christians to be forced to be waterboarded. I said drink the Holy Ghost. I don't, I don't believe that. We didn't ask you what you believe. We want to know what you know. You know, they wanted information out of this guy, right? Because he's killing our people. You said, that was cruel. You, you don't think killing a half pound of people is cruel? All I know is it worked. You ever played uncle as a kid? And they put your hand behind your arm? And then they don't let go until you say What? How many ever did that or had done to you? I, I, I had an older brother, so I yelled uncle all the time. I said, uncle, and I'm telling mom when she gets home, you're going to die. You know you are. <laughs> so, you know, when you, when you ain't the oldest, you, you take punishment. Hallelujah. And I wasn't the oldest. Glory to God. I, I was always the best looking, but I, I just, you know, I wasn't the oldest. Hallelujah. Of course, you know, I don't want to brag about that. Because I'm, I'm humble, and I've been rather proud of my humbleness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Lord, fill us. Holy Ghost, fill us right now. Fill us right now. Fill us. Fill us, Holy Ghost. We need you. We, 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 we're, we're not in this by ourselves. This is not our, our, our thing. We can't do anything. We can't do the call. We can't do life. We can't breathe. We can't do anything without you. Fill us more and more and more and more and more and more. Fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us. We repent for letting us get ourselves to this place. Fill us full of your power. Full of the glory. Full of the joy of the Lord. Put us back on our assignment. Refill us fresh this morning. Oh, you're so good. Fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us. How let your healing power flow through us this morning. Driving out sickness and disease in Jesus' name. Make it all things new. Restore us back, Lord. Get that lukewarmness out. Let our hearts be on fire for you. Let our hearts and our spirits be on fire for you. And for what you called us to do. To reach the lost and to care. To have your compassion. To have your love. To be long-suffering towards others. Fill us, Holy Ghost. Help us become aware. Forgive us for what we've, we've, we've lost and how we've let it go. We, we let things and people and situations and worldly things come in and crowd out. Hallelujah. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. We're, we're, we're your people. We're your people. You're in us. Fill us. Fill us with your holy presence. 
Go, thank you, Jesus. Someone here having problem with with a ear or ears, hearing, or maybe you've had problems with hearing for a while. Is that anyone here? One, two. Anybody else? One, two. Hallelujah. Will you put your hands in your ears, those who you are? Is it, is it one ear or both ears? One ear? Both ears. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I rebuke that deafness. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And I command you to hear normal in both ears right now in Jesus' name. Kaha site pohoho. Jesus mighty name Jesus mighty name Be healed and behold I command these ears The eardrum, the ear canal Everything in the inner ear would be normal in Jesus name All the, the bones surrounding it Be restored to perfect soundness And perfect health In the mighty name of Jesus In the mighty name of Jesus In the mighty name of Jesus That's Pam Thank you, Jesus. Father, I command both ears, both ears, both ears, life, open up, be normal, hear, hear. She misses nothing. Everything restored to perfect soundness. Jesus, mighty name. Jesus, mighty name. Jesus, mighty name. I take authority. Such as I have, I give. I give now and I release now. Jesus, mighty name. Jesus, mighty name. You too, Miss Dana? Jesus, mighty name. Hallelujah. Both full hearing restored. The fullness of the hearing restored right now. Just release that life. Such as I have, I give. I release. I release. I release. I release. I release. Go in. Go in. Go in. Fix. Restore. Repair. Make new. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have a knee bothers you sometimes? You ever have a knee that bothers you sometimes? Is it one or both? Mostly the one. Put your hand right there on it in Jesus' name. Now, Father, that, that same life now flow into that knee right there in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Repairing, fixing, restoring, anything, anything. If it's cartilage, whatever it is, anything. New, new, flow, 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 flow. Go, 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 go. There it is, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, there it is. It's being fixed right now. It's being repaired right now. It's being repaired right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else for hearing situations? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I said, why are you doing this? Well, that's what the Holy Ghost said, and I'm also sowing seeds. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, it's not hearing. It's not hearing. It's hunger. It's not hearing. It's hunger. Because, see, you're, that, 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 that's not who he made you. Where, where, where you've been is not who you are. What's actions have taken place in the past or, and some that's even ongoing right now is, 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 these are old thought patterns uh, you, you'll have to change your thinking you won't change your behavior until you change your heart change your thoughts, change your heart and then your actions will follow that 
And God is not disappointed. He's not disappointed in you. He absolutely loves you. There's nothing that you can do to cause him to love you any less. And he won't love you anymore if you get it all straightened out at this very moment. His love is the same right now. Always the same. Now, Father, empower him. Empower him by your grace to stand strong and firm and be the man that you called him to be. And he'll fulfill his call and his assignment. And when he walks into heaven one day in your glory, he'll say, Cameron, well done, my son. Well done, my son. Well done, my son. For see, you're, you're, you're called. You're called as a leader in the body of Christ. Some people follow and other people's lead. And, and both is okay. But you've been called to lead. Hallelujah. So it's time to change positions. But you don't, you don't lead until you follow someone else. You don't lead until you serve someone else. And the more faithful that you are in serving, the more when you follow and when you lead, others will be faithful. In other words, it's called sowing and reaping. What you give will come back to you more than what you gave. Now, Lord, all these cares that he has, all these things that he's concerned about, all this weight, I feel it right now. I command it to go. We release these cares upon you, Father, right now. He, he, he can't fix them and I can't fix them. No man can fix some of this stuff. Only, only you can fix it. Only you can fix it. And the Lord said, I'm Cameron, I, I, I not only can I fix it, he said, I want to. It's my strong desire. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled, son. I'm thrilled, my son, uh, uh, to, 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 to ca cast the care right now. Say, Lord, I give it to you, all my care. I, I, I can't take it. I, I can't do it. If you don't do it, it won't be done. I know that and you know that. So I refuse right now every thought and every suggestion that I'm stuck and I'll never go any, any further. I'm not going back. There's, there's nothing to go back to, is there? Nothing. So Father, propelling forward by your grace and your mercy and your goodness in Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Bless you. I just bless you in Jesus' name. I just bless you in Jesus' name with his fullness be received in Jesus name and the Lord's talked to you many times I know through me about leadership he said uh, and we could question all that and say well I mean how's that where's that gonna how's that gonna do it well it's it's in life it's in family but the Lord has a bigger stage has a bigger stage and it will become it will become known to you it's almost like you're going to say looking back one day when you tell testimony you're going to say actually I didn't I had no idea that's what he was going to do it's almost like I fell into it well you actually you, you didn't fall into it you was led into it but it wasn't like something you know we're going to go here next week and go to the beach three days this is not something you're going to plan out well, sometimes that's the way to do it. This is something that's going to be revealed to you. And it's you. It's, it, he's going to take your whole life and everything he's used you for and all the knowledge he's put into you in, in life and in the corporate world, and he's going to use it for his glory. And you are absolutely, sir, you are absolutely going to be a prince among princes. 
Oh, ketara basatai. And I, and I could just see the Lord because he, he, you know, to, that day to him is just as real as this day. And the Lord, if you could just see him, since we're talking about it and he's having me talk about it, I can just see on the Lord's face a smile. And the Lord is just absolutely thrilled and giddy about it. He's like a three-year-old on Christmas Eve. He just can't, he, he's so excited he can't understand himself. And his love for you is so amazing. And in his throne room, over his right shoulder is your picture. And he looks at it every day. And he says, that's my son. Oh, that's my son. Oh, I love that. I love my son. Love my son. Love my son. Glory to God. I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you. I bless you. Bless you. You're getting stronger and stronger every day. And you'll not take those cares back on. Mm. You'll do what he told you to do. And you'll leave the other with him. Hallelujah. It's all changing. It's all changing. It didn't get this way at night, and it don't usually change overnight, but it's changing. So you keep pressing in, and you, be, you keep casting the cares off, and you just keep pressing in. You just keep worshiping Jesus. Uh, what the Lord has a hard time doing is resisting a worshiper. See, because you can't give him something he doesn't have. He has gold. He has silver. You can't give him a pair of boots. Uh, there's nothing that you can give him that he doesn't already have. The only thing that you can give him that he can't make himself is your worship towards him. And he will not, he will not turn away the worshiper. He's addicted to worship, not, not because he has an ego. The Lord doesn't have an ego. Hallelujah. And, and the more that we don't worship, see, it's our heart that hearts. It's our heart that hearts. And he loves, he, see, he inhabits, the Bible says he inhabits the praise. Right? So when we worship, when, when, when we praise God, we, we, we come, that, that puts us into his presence. Listen, when, when we praise the Lord, that puts us into his presence. But when we worship, praise turns into worship. And then that worship, the spirit of the worship, now he comes and inhabits us in our presence. Praise puts you into his presence. Worship puts him into your presence. Because he comes to inhabit that. Glory to God. Say so it's all changing. And there's abundance of rain been hearing that all weekend. He said, there's abundance of rain. It's abundance of rain. It's abundance of harvest. We're about to see phenomenal miracles. Phenomenal miracles. I mean, phenomenal miracles. When, uh, when Elijah was told that, and he told Ahab, he said, son, go up there and, and see. He said, uh, it's about to rain. And he says, no, sir, it's not about to rain. He said, yes, sir, it's about to rain. He said, go up there again. He sent him up there seven times and back. And he says, on the seventh time, that boy said, Oh, there's a cloud about the size of a man's hand. He said, you better, you better hook that chair up and let's get out of here. <laughs> he said, but there's just a cloud the size of a man's hand. He says, we you get that chair and get it back. Get it back to town. He said, man, this fix a storm. And the boy's like, well, I, I, I'm going to get fired if I don't. But I said, there's just a cloud the size of a man's hand. You know, ain't no rain. Guess what happened? Huge rain came in. And uh, they didn't leave uh, Elijah a horse. To get back to town or a camel. If, if you, in some translations tell you from where he was at to where he was going, I forget the name of the cities, it was 20 miles. So the young man took the horse and the ch cart and the chariot or whatever it was, he took it back and got it in before the storm. And the prophet said, I, I, I need to get on before it gets real bad. So he ran. It says the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah as an old man and he outrun the horse back 20 miles. One if he stayed full. One if he was a half Christian. 
Huh? You didn't hear about no devil wanting to intercept him on the way, did you? <laughs> Not him. I wasn't no devil looking for him. Huh? When you out running horses, there ain't no devil looking to have no interview with you. I said, these are easier targets. So don't be an easy mark for the kingdom of darkness. You'll never see a fly land on a hot stove. My oldest son, he was three. I was grilling, and they're just curious, the other kids. I said, Chad, don't you touch that grill. I said, it's hot. It'll burn you, son. Don't touch the hamburger grill. And I'm over here doing it. I got four kids, or three at the time. I, was like, I said, son, stay away from that grill. It'll, it'll burn you. It'll burn. Hurt. Get over there. I was gone 30 seconds. You know what that boy did? Touch the grill. Just like the law. Don't do that. That's what they go do. He touched the grill. And I heard this squeal. Well, I knew what happened. What did happen? He touched the grill. Now, he's 33 today. And I ain't never had to tell that boy since then, don't touch the hot grill. Don't you ever have to. I never had to tell him one time. Now, he's told that story many times. He slept with water. We had salve, and it was ice water. It was like four days. You know, crying, 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 crying. And that's what the Lord's saying. Uh, uh, come on. C come on. It's a hot stove up ahead. The bridge is out up ahead. The demon's got a plan up ahead. He, he set a trap. Come on, be filled. Come on, press in. Come in my presence. Come on, get the wisdom of God. Huh? And sometimes the wisdom of God, what happens there is your, your faith takes you around the situation so you never, you never get in the trouble. But you got to know this. Even strong faith don't, don't get around every problem. Huh? See, uh, who was that wasn't supposed to pray? The king says, don't pray. They set a trap for Daniel. Remember? Daniel had a trap set for him. And they said, the only way that we're going to get anything against this guy is against his God. So we're going to go to the king and tell him, any man who prays to anybody but you, king, they'll be thrown into a lion's den. He said, okay, uh, anyone who has given anything other than me. So they use the king's ego, but they're really trying to set a trap for who? Daniel. And then Daniel heard that there's a law that for the next three days, or was it three days, three weeks, I don't remember, three days, no one prays but to no one but the king. So what did Daniel do? He said, now, Lord, you understand. You know my heart. But, I, you know, this is serious business. Did he do that? Because what was his habit? Staying filled. So was someone going to change a law? says, don't, don't be filled for the next three days. So did, did he do it in the back room? No, he went to the same place he did every day. And I said, aha, there he is. Got him. What saved him in the lion's den? His habit. He had the habit of having an intimacy with God, of staying full of God. So no matter what happened, it didn't change. So when they got the lion's den, his habit saved him. What are you in the habit of? We're going to close there. Father, we just bless you. I bless your people. I bless them in your name, your son, the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are good. You're so very good. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're working things in their lives, in their homes, their families, their finances, their marriages, Father God, their children, their children's children, the call that you have on their life, Father God. Help this word that was spoken today. Speak it to them the way they need to hear it. Holy Ghost, I'm just a teacher. But you're the teacher. Speak to them from this word. Holy Ghost, help them not to forget it. Not because I did it, not because I spoke it, because you spoke it through me. Help them to see what they need to see, what they need to hear from today. Help them to make the changes that they need to make in their changes. That we not be a forgetful here, that we be a doer of the word. But you said for the man and woman who hears, but does not put into practice what they hear. He said, they are forgetful here. And he says, they deceive their own self. Lord, I pray that no one today will be deceived, that the word did not fall on deaf ears. But I thank you, Father God. They'll, they'll take it and say, that's mine. I, I receive that. I, I, I'm, I'm making changes immediately. I'm going to be filled every day. I'm going to get filled several times during the day. I'm going to start hearing from the Holy Ghost because I'm filled. I'm going to have wisdom and just insight and information. I'm just going to all of a sudden know what to do about a situation. It's because I begin to acknowledge the counselor on the inside, the God on the inside of me. I'm going to stay filled. I'm going to stay full. And when I run into a full-time devil, I'm going to knock him out in Jesus' name. I'm going to knock him out in Jesus' name because I'm filled. Amen? Well, God bless you. Hope to see you Wednesday. God's good.